Welcome to the Bethel Church Austin Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoy this sermon by Pastor Eddie Tate. For more information about this podcast and other resources, please visit BethelATX.com. How is everyone doing in your homes, your cars, wherever you happen to be? We miss you guys so much. I'm just so encouraged by just what we're able to do in this season and how we're able to still stay connected in with all the technology and all the different ways, but we're able to actually still be connected, which is a beautiful thing. God, God always provides and has a way for us to stay connected. But I want to I pray. I've got something that's kind of been stirring with me for a while. Um, and then in this season of what's been going on, I've really, I really feel like there was some direction given to me in, in kind of this message that has been just stirring in my heart for a while. So, Father, I just pray that you would have every person that's tuned in, that every person that watches this afterward, God, that, that if their ears are hearing these words, Father, that they would hear you behind these words, God, that they would hear the truth of what you're speaking, God, that there would be a peace that comes beyond understanding. There would, there would become a, a grace over our lives that we would encounter your presence and we would become filled so much by the goodness of God that the heavenly DNA would be so saturated in and through us that everywhere we go and everyone we see would be impacted by that. And we just pray that we would be a blessing to everyone in our community, God, that we would not only just be receiving, but we would also be that which blesses outward, God. And we thank you for everything you're doing in this time. In Jesus' name. All right. Well, going to have a few different verses tonight. Um, you don't have to go to them if you don't need, but Genesis, we'll be in Genesis, Proverbs, Ezekiel, maybe a couple others. We'll see where we go. Um, I really realized that in this season, it seems like the media and social media, for me, it's social media, just being on social media, it's increased quite a bit in this season. And I think it's because there's so much downtime. There's so much time that we're spending kind of outside of our regular connections that it feels like that's the way to stay connected. And I've been personally, and this is a personal conviction, I've been trying to avoid a lot of the the media's outlook on what's going on in our society in this current time, because it doesn't matter how many sources I listen to, the message seems to be very different across the board. It seems like there's not a consistency to the message. And so personally, I've tried to guard my heart and how much I'm allowing myself to take in. But in social media, I realized recently that I'd be scrolling through and I'd see a headline or I'd see a statement. I'm like, ooh, I want to look at that. And I'd read into it a little bit. And I'd scroll down some more maybe the next day and I'd see another headline and I'd read into that. And what I realized is that these headlines, these statements actually draw me in and they're the, they're the headline or the title that actually makes me want to read into that story. And I felt like the media has become masterful at just presenting things that have shock value, something that actually makes you go, ooh, I have to know more about that. And it's actually an editor's job to write out the headlines, to actually capture your attention, and the editor is the one that tells the story. They're the ones that are speaking the headline, writing the headline to, to bring you in to have you actually read what they want you to know. And they'll say anything to actually keep your attention. 
And I started thinking, man, this is what the enemy actually does to us at times too. That he comes with these big, bold statements or these, these negative headlines over our lives or he puts that thought in our mind and it tries to summarize our circumstances. It tries to summarize our day or our week or even sometimes we take these headlines and say, this is my life. And we believe this headline that's been written by someone that isn't necessarily us. And I think my question to myself and my question to all of us would be, who are we allowing to occupy the editor's desk in our lives? Who's narrating our story? Who's the one that's actually writing our headline and helping us speak the truth about what's going on? And why would we let a negative mindset actually distort the truth and steal our joy at times? You know, there's a difference between true, our facts, and truth, which is the word of God. Sometimes we may be in a true circumstances that doesn't line up with the truth of his word. But what story are we talking? Are we speaking into the true facts or are we speaking into the truth of his word? And you're not always going to be the author of your story. You know, your, your story is dictated by circumstances, but you are the editor and you can always choose what your headline reads. And there's a story in the Bible. I, one of my favorite stories in the Bible is the story of Joseph. And it starts in Genesis like 37 and it goes all the way through 50, I think. Um, it's, a, it's a beautiful story and there's so much to it. There's so much death. But for those of you that may not know the story just really well, I'm going to give you a quick summary of the story. For those of you that know the story, it'll just ring true. But Joseph started off and he was a dreamer. And his dreams, he had dreams that he was higher than his family, that he was more than. And his brothers actually, he had many brothers, his brothers resented him for that. And they actually didn't like the fact that he was treated differently by his father. And they ended up betraying him. And they threw him, they tricked him and they threw him in a pit. And then from that pit, they actually sold him into slavery and he was taken from slavery to a different land. And he was purchased as a slave by Potiphar. And Potiphar actually brought him into his home and he gained favor in the house. But over time, the Potiphar's wife ended up seducing him and turned it around and said that he tried to seduce. So he's falsely accused. And because of that, he was then thrown into prison. And in prison, he actually over time gained favor and the, the pharaoh who was the, the head ruler of all the lands, the pharaoh's cupbearer and baker were thrown into prison and he ended up interpreting their dreams and kind of prophesying what was to come for them. And he said, don't forget me if you get it to get out and see pharaoh again. And they get out and everything he said came true, and, but they forgot to tell about Joseph. And so he was left in prison forgotten for a couple of years. And then pharaoh has dreams and... And as Pharaoh has these dreams, no one can interpret them, but the, the, the cupbearer remembers and says, you actually, you actually have someone that can interpret this. And he brings Joseph in, and Joseph interprets the dreams. And because of his wisdom and because of his understanding of the dreams, he ended up rescuing the land, like all the lands. And Pharaoh brought him up and made him second in charge of all the lands. And through these circumstances, he was actually reunited with his family. And I know that was a very quick summary. That's many chapters in the Bible, but a quick summary. And, you know, sometimes you can look at the negative things that happen. It's like as much as he sought God, bad things continue to happen. 
But I look at it through the lens of as much as many things has happened to him, he always sought God. And the favor of God always ended up being his. But what I want to focus on is, is Genesis 45. There is a point when Joseph has his brothers there. And he, knowing the story I just summarized, he brings his brothers and he says, he says this, please come near to me. So they came near. Then he said, I am Joseph, your brother, whom you sold into Egypt. Some say who you sold into slavery. See, he actually gave facts. He, he gave a statement of fact about a circumstance that he had lived. His brothers sold him into slavery. His brothers are the ones that betrayed him. And he made that statement. But this is what I love. He was explaining a point of view. The facts were true, but not the truth. In verse 45, just the next verse, it says, But now, do not therefore be grieved or angry with yourselves, because you sold me here. For God sent me before you to preserve life. It's amazing the perspective difference. It was the exact same event. He's still talking about the same event. One of them was speaking about the true facts. You, my brother, sold me into Egypt, sold me into slavery. But the truth was, God sent me before you to preserve life. And it's, it's amazing how in one verse, it talks about what they did. But the other verse talks about what God did. And in this time, in this season, in actually every aspect of our lives, how many times do we look at a circumstance and we speak the circumstance as the headline of the event instead of speaking the truth of what God is saying over that event? We sometimes get stuck in what's going on rather than what he had planned from the beginning. And when you're writing your own story, you have to make a decision on what's the version I'm going to speak on. What perspective am I going to take? Who am I actually going to speak on behalf of? The circumstances, the negativity, the opinions of others? Or am I going to stand true and speak the truth of what God is saying? Am I going to actually speak the true headline that should be heard, which is that God has always had something planned in my circumstances? Hmm. We know we can't live in reaction to our events. We, we can't live in a place where the things that happen to us make us react without actually leaning in. When we lean into God, when we actually settle ourselves in the truth of who he is and what he says about us, our reactions don't come from a place of external circumstances. They come from an internal compass that's been put there by God. You're not responsible for the things that happen to you in your life, but you are very responsible for how you respond to them. And responding to them out of a place of heavenly perspective doesn't just affect you, it affects everyone else involved in that circumstance. It affects those that are watching. That's how people begin to look at you and say, what is it about your life that's different? Because I'm living the same circumstance you are, but your perspective is different right now. Your perspective is higher, it's filled with joy, it's filled with peace. There's something about your life right now that's making me question the source of you and what you carry. 
And when we respond out of that heavenly perspective, we actually enter into a place of being able to demonstrate the fruit of the Spirit in our lives, which is attractive to every person that's alive. Everyone wants a relationship with God. They just don't know how to verbalize that. So, all right. Ah, God, I just thank you. I thank you, Father, that the words that you're speaking, the headline that you're writing, is the one that we lean into. It's the one that we verbalize, God. I pray that our mouths actually become voice pieces for heavenly truths. Yeah, thank you, Father. See, there is a big difference between what happens to me and what my headline reads. And I, I ask myself sometimes, how am I talking about these things? What am I saying about the things that are happening to me? What am I saying about the circumstances around me? Am I partnering with the voices of opinion or am I partnering with the voice of truth? Um, headline, the headlines that we choose often determine whether we stay stuck in a situation, things that have happened or are happening to us, or if we're actually entering into where we're supposed to go or supposed to be. And our, our words, they can create destiny. They create worlds. Our words create worlds. You know, it says in, um, it says in Proverbs, can't remember exactly where, but death and life are in the power of the tongue. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. We need to understand the power of our words, the, the ability for us to speak so much truth that it actually changes the life or death situation. It's amazing to think that we have so much authority that we can partner with heavenly thoughts, speak out heavenly intentions, and actually create life on something. It's a beautiful thought. We, use, we have to use things like God's word, I think that in this season, more than anything, when, when I've realized that I'm listening to media, I've, I've had to make a practice for myself in this season specifically, that if my time in his word isn't greater than my time in what the media is saying, I start to fall into the trap of what I'm hearing. So in this season for me personally, I know that if I, if I even read an article, I actually make a mental note of how much time did I invest into reading this article, and I'm going to up my amount of time in the Word of God that much. Why? I want to make sure that I'm balanced, to, I'm over, I'm out of balance. I want to be heavy on the side of what the truth says rather than what true facts are being mentioned. Because everything has a layer of truth in it when you hear it from the external, but it doesn't mean it's truth. So I want to lean into the truth of God's word. But when we're trying to develop our story, when we're trying to develop our message or our headline, you need to use God's word as a compass. You need to go back and revisit prophetic words that have been spoken over you or even words that you've heard that resonated in you. You know, often you'll hear a prophetic word that's spoken and you're like, oh, something about that word makes me feel just come alive. May not have been spoken over me, but I grab a hold of it because the word of God is true regardless of where it goes. So a word spoken is a word received. 
So when that prophetic word is spoken, I go and I listen to my prophetic words. I've been trying to go back and revisit my prophetic words. What are promises that God has spoken over my life that I can right now begin to really sow into with time and thought and prayer? I mean, we have a blessing right now of time. We have a blessing right now. It's so easy to look at the isolation that people are talking about or the separation that we're supposed to do or the, not abil- the, the ability to not go anywhere or do anything because everything seems to be closed. We can focus on all those external circumstances or we can say, God, you've gifted me with the ability to spend time with myself with time with you, time with my spouse, time with my kids. I can go back and reflect on the words and the dreams and the thoughts that you've spoken over me. I can pull out old journals and start to say, wow, look what's happened since this time. Look at the truth of God that's been revealed. Look at the dreams that are starting to resurface in this time. And I can put energy towards those dreams. We have such a gift right now. What headline are we writing? Are you writing the headline of lack or are you writing the headline of blessing that's the, oppor- the right opportunity for us right now? But use, use prophetic words. Use declarations. Actually use declarations of God's truth over your life. You know, there's an amazing story in um, Ezekiel. Many of you know the story, the story of the, the Valley of Dry Bones. And I want to read a couple of parts of it. If you want to go back and read the story, it's Ezekiel 37. But there are a couple of things about the Valley of Dry Bones. And I love how it relates to this idea. That we're one declaration away from creating life. We can look at the circumstances. We can read the headlines and say, oh, it's bad. Or we can listen to the word of God and say, but he said, speak life, and it changes everything. So Ezekiel 37, it starts off, the hand of the Lord came to me and brought me out in the spirit of the Lord and set me down in the midst of a valley, and it was full of bones. Then he caused me to pass by them all. Around and behold, there were very many in the open valley. Indeed, there were very dry. Now, I love how it doesn't just say he took him to the Valley of Dry Bones, period. It's like, no, he took him there. Then he took him through it and he realized there were a lot of bones. Oh, and those bones were very dry. See, sometimes the the circumstances actually have uh, a statement upon a statement upon a statement that just seem to almost drive in. Well, it has to be true because so many confirmations of the circumstance seem to be dictating my, my truth. Yes, he was taken to a valley of dry bones, and yes, there were many of them, and yes, they were very dry. But this is what happens. He said to me, son of man, can these bones live? See, this is where we have been shown that we are given the opportunity to actually write the headline of truth. He didn't just say, look, son of man, it's a, it's a dry valley, and they're dead. He didn't make a statement to it. He asked, What's the headline you're going to write over what you're seeing right now? And I love the answer. So I answered, oh, Lord God, only you know. See, when we lean into the truth, when we lean into the word of God, when we lean in in prayer, we actually begin to align ourselves with truth. We begin to see what he sees. We begin to hear what he hears. We begin to speak what he speaks. 
And instead of saying, okay, these circumstances that there is a valley full of dry bones and there's a lot of them and they're really dry, what is it you see? Can they live? You know. And this is where we get our action. This is what God is telling us to do even in this time. Again, he said to me, prophesy to these bones and say to them, dry bones hear the word of the Lord thus says the Lord God to these bones surely I will cause breath to enter into you and you shall live now this story goes on and it talks about the sinew and the skin and the muscle it just talks about the bones actually filling out and turning into an actual army and that breath is actually spoken into these dry bones that then become a mighty army of God What is it that you're speaking in this season? Are you speaking the valley of dry bones? Are you speaking the glorious army of God that's before you? What headline is being read out of your life right now? Are you actually leaning into truth or are you talking true circumstances? We have such an opportunity because when we actually speak the headline of God, when, we, when our lives have a headline that say, my life is blessed, my God is perfect, all things will be made good. When our headline begins to read the truth of God, it changes everything around you. See, right now in this time where we feel separated, we can be the most impactful in how we're communicating. You can begin to develop routines of speaking headlines of truth rather than receiving inputs of media. You can, you can be the voice of peace and strength to those that are in need. Now, is there a reality that the circumstances right now seem a little dark and seem a little wary? Yes, it is, if your perception is what's going on in this moment. But it's hard for me to actually partner with anything outside of, this is about to be the greatest revival that we've ever seen. That we are about to enter into a time when God is glorified more than he ever has been on the earth. Why? Because our headlines are going to be written. The headlines that we speak are going to be the truth of God. And the more truth that we speak, the more people begin to read into this and say, I thought this was bad, but I now see that this is good. Does it mean it changes my circumstance? Maybe not in this moment, but it changes my perception. And when I actually watch God unfold his plan, I begin to realize that my perception actually spoke into truth what he had planned from the beginning. One declaration away from a valley of dry bones becoming an army of God. You know, in Romans 12, it says, Do not be conformed to this world but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is good and acceptable and perfect will of God. We have to realign our minds. We have to take our minds and take those thoughts captive. We have to look at the things that are being said, weigh them and say, God, do these align with the truth of your word? Do these align with what you've said and I know know to be true about you? And if it doesn't, then I set it aside and I go back to the truth and I say, then what is the truth right now? And in that truth, I'm actually going to create a world around me that is actually filled with peace, love, joy, patience, kindness. It's beautiful when you begin to actually speak forth so much truth that the at 
atmosphere around you begins to change. People will be drawn to you. People will come to you because you will become a light in the darkness. You become that which is, which is so desirable. You, became, you become the salt in the earth. You become that which tastes good, which brings flavor to a circumstance. It's time for us to realign our headlines to the truth of God, to realign our thoughts into the truth, into his truth, to actually reflect on that which is good and step into the promises and direction that he's led us. So I actually want us to do something. I want us to, I want us to actually speak some headlines over our lives. And you can repeat these wherever you are if you want, or you can just let me speak these over you. But it's, it's a readjustment of our circumstances to truths. And I'm just going to speak a few of these over you. And then I'm going to invite the worship team to come back up and we're going we're gonna to actually enjoy the truth just being over us for a little bit. But you can repeat these if you want, but something simple. I'm going to make it. I'm going to make it. Some of us are actually worried. Are we even going to make it through this? I'm going to make it. I'm learning. You know, I'm not done. I'm learning. I'm growing. I have Access. I have access into heavenly places. I have access into his throne room. I have access to everything available in heaven. It's the truth. My circumstance may look a little weary, but the truth is I have access to everything I need. I have permission. I have permission to be the light of the world. I have the permission of God to be righteous. I have permission to be that which actually glorifies him. I have permission. I am delighted in. God delights in you. God delights in you. Some of you need to hear that. In fact, I actually feel right now, some of you need to hear that. God delights in you. You are not a disappointment and he delights in you. He is so overjoyed by who you are. He's not worried about what you've said, what you've done, or how you're thinking. He delights in you. He loves you. I make my father proud. You make your father proud. Those statements are so powerful. I am supported. I have a great comforter, and he supports me. I'm a champion. I actually am more than a conqueror, more than a conqueror. That doesn't mean I just have victory over a circumstance. That means I'm beyond that. I am more than a conqueror. I'm trusted. God trusts you. I am a trusted man of God. I'm deeply loved. I'm blessed. And all things work for the glory of God. He's good, regardless of what we may think or see in this moment. He's always good. See, anything can, can, can become a testimony of faith if your headline is written in truth. I just want to encourage you that look at your headline right now. 
When people think of you, what's the headline that they would read? And what is that headline doing for them? Is it, them, is it drawing them into confusion? Is it drawing them into worry? Is it drawing them into truth? Is it drawing them into joy? What's your headline? What is your life speaking right now? What have you put out there for people to read when they think about who you are? Have you become that which makes people want to click on that article and read everything that's written there? Just think about what our lives will do if, if the headlines are so attractive that everyone around you clicks on your life and starts to find out what is it about you? Where do you get all of these things in your life? And they begin to see him in you. Such a great opportunity. So I want to go ahead and invite the worship team back in. But I just want to challenge you guys. I want to challenge you to write some declarations this week. Actually, don't just let this be something you've heard. Let this be something that you've actually taken and made work with that you actually begin to journal out or just take pieces of paper and start to write a headline. It's almost like if you were to be known for anything, what would that statement say? I love that exercise. But I, I challenge you to write that out. Write some headlines. It doesn't have to be just one either. Think about all the things going on in your life and write a statement of truth about that. And let that be the headline that people are hearing, seeing, and reading over your life. And let the truth of God be the foundation, be the source of everything that comes out of you in this season. So we're just going to have a few minutes. We're going to just enjoy the worship team. I want you to stay connected right now. Try not to, please don't log out, please don't tune out, but stay connected and let the worship just kind of speak over you for the next few minutes and begin to just reflect on the truths of God in your life. And then this week, why don't you just begin to write some things down? realign your life and your headline to the truths of God. God bless you guys. Thanks for listening to the Sermon of the Week. For more information about this podcast and other resources, please visit BethelATX.com.